that people hold themselves back from living their purpose, from living out loud, from being who they really are because they're scared, because they've been programmed to feel like they're not deserving. Welcome to the Winners Find A Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, international speaker, but most people know me because I spent over 12 years in professional baseball with the Detroit Tigers, Cleveland Indians, and Los Angeles Angels, appearing in three World Series as a coach before I was the age of 33. Our Winners Find A Way show is all about how the 1% have found a way to overcome those challenges when faced with losses and losing, winners find a way. I love the quote from the Four Disciplines of Execution book written by Christmas Chesney and Sean Covey. The quote goes, winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Won't you join us and discover for yourself how you can win too? Welcome to the Winners Find a Way show, episode five, Authenticity with Jessica Zweig, best-selling author, CEO of marketing firm Podcaster. You will not want to miss this show as we speak about authenticity. Simply means being yourself, giving and showing what you are and what you feel. That's what Jessica Zweig wants to share with us. Jessica shares, and you will not want to miss, living by purpose, learning with our failures, the essence of meditation and journaling, the power of personal branding, and of course, learning the personal hologram of the marketing firm, Simply Be, and from the best-selling book, Be. Hi, this is Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity. Welcome to Winners Find A Way. We're excited to welcome Jessica. Say hello. Hi, so good to be with you. Uh, I'm so excited to have you with us. Like, I'm like super thrilled, right? This is so awesome because I have been climbing into your book, B. So let's talk a little bit about that. When did that come out, Jessica? My book, B, here it is right here for everyone to see. Go get it. Uh, It came out in February. Nice. It's about, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. So not a lot of time. Just it's a brand new book. Yeah, this is really recent. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's um, real quickly before I dive into all of, of you, and there's a lot, right? There's a lot there. Let's, um, let's talk about what the show's about. If you're tuning in, I'll just ask you the question. You know, have you ever faced a time of stiff adversity, felt like the losses are mounting and you need to find a better way? Well, you came to the right place. We talked to a lot of elite leaders who fortunately have been to the 1% and the top, but they've also been knocked down a little bit along the way. Jessica, are you any different? No, Trent, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so whether you're already an entrepreneur, athlete, business leader, you know, a student, whatever you're looking, but you want to get to be, you want to be elite. Like this is, this is the podcast and the show for you. So we're super excited you could join us today. Uh, Jessica, why don't you lead with where they can find you? They can find me. I'm really easy to find. So I do personal branding for a living. So I kind of walk my own talk, right? You can find me at justaswag.com. You can learn about my business, simplybeagency.com. 
You can find me on Instagram at Jessica's Weig. I'm, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, spend a lot of time on Clubhouse. So yeah, you can find me. I'm, I'm very easy to find. Please come do. Okay, so this is really good information because now I'll start saying your name right, just for Jessica Zweig, because I'm saying it wrong already. So uh, I appreciate that correction and so politely too. So your your personal branding. So let's talk about who Jessica really is, right? Because she's an all star and she's the CEO of Simply Be, and she's talked a little bit about her personal branding. Author of Be the A No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being yourself and hey who'd have thought we could do that right like you mean i can gain self-worth and network just by being me that's awesome um while you started this career in marketing i mean took you into top digital marker to watch forbes naming you personal branding expert the chicago trib calling you the 10 entrepreneurs to follow i mean you were super super powerhouse uh getting ROI for skinny girl cocktails, Nike, along some major brands. Now you you do all sorts of personal branding for the big, the biggie, right? These big corporations. I mean, Heineken, it just goes on and on about the big names that you've worked with, right? So accolades as the 2018 Golden Stevie winner for the Female Entrepreneur of the Year and the 2019 Silver Stevie winner for Female Entrepreneur. So uh market watch business insider thrive goal uh thrive global just just to keep the news shows just have to have you right so well how about personally what's personal life for you jessica what's that like you know it's so I mean, it's just so fun to read all those accolades because it's like i don't really ever think about them i don't define myself as such so personal life i I'm married to a wonderful man for six years. We live in Chicago. We have two children. They are furry. They have four legs, um, <laughs> Boston Terrier and, and Bulldog. Uh, I have yeah. a beautiful staff of 16 people here in Chicago. And, um, you know, besides work, I love to, you know, travel when I, when I used to be able to uh, move my body, work out, read, journal, you know, spend time with my beautiful friends, my, my blessed family, and, you know, really try as much as I can to work on me and take care of me. Because if I don't fill my own cup, I have nothing to give. And as a leader, you're required to give, you're required to be on and to be of service doing leadership right. And so I think that, you know, when I think about who am I aside from those accolades, I'm just, you know, a sensitive, empathic woman trying to, you know, be the best that I can be on a spiritual, emotional, mental level, physical level, so that I can show up at work and really make a difference. That's awesome. I love that line. Like, hey, I got to fill my cup because I've got to give it all the time, right? I pour from my cup all day into people and into my clients, into my team, into my family, all those things that you're doing all day. And that's such a great visual, right? Like, hey, what what if your cup's empty? Like, what do you offer, right? So I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So tell me, tell me um, your why. why. Why do you do the show? Why do you come on and talk to us about like how winners find a way? Why do you come on? What's what's impactful? What's important to you? I really believe <laughs> that people hold themselves back from living their purpose, from living out loud, from being who they really are because they're scared, because they've been programmed to feel like they're not deserving. 
And if we can really set forth people and, and, and activate ourselves to step forward into authenticity, to be truly human, especially in places of leadership and in business, we, we change the world by doing that. We really can truly help other people activate. It creates a domino effect of awakening into what I want to want my future planet to be and the legacy I want to leave behind, which is a place of acceptance, of love, of community, of, of inclusivity. And that doesn't really, it doesn't really look like that right now. And I think we're living at a really awesome inflection point. Like how, how exciting is it to be alive right now in 2021, I believe, at this stage in our adulthoods for, for many of us. To, to be that change. And so at Simply Be, our mission statement is when you set yourself free to simply be, which is authenticity, truly you, you give other people the permission to do the same. And we change the world at a time. That's really how it works in my view. I love it. I love it. Have you heard of the Johari window? I vaguely remind me. Yeah. So the Johari window is kind of a cool thing. And what's, what's, the Johari window is about authenticity and vulnerability and then, you know, invented by Joe and Harry, right? <laughs> real, real creative group. And, um, and so they, they came to this Johari window and talked about how, be, you know, being open to things that you don't know about yourself, but others may know about you. And then also being uh, open to sharing some of the hidden things that we, we don't often share, right? Like that we're just not very good. Now there's a lot of openness that, I know this about me and Jessica knows this about me. So we have a lot of openness that we know things about each other, but we just don't walk in and to Starbucks and, Hey, I'll take a latte and let me tell you some deep hidden things about me. Right. We don't do that with any stranger, but do we need to be doing more of that with people that are close to us diving into that vulnerability pool? And ultimately in the Joan, the Jahari window, um, when we do it, it's reflected back by other people, right? They, they have permission to dive into their authenticity and vulnerability. So I love it. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is great. So let, let, let's pivot, Jessica, to the most impactful pivot point you had, you know, as a kid, when you knew you were destined for leading at the top levels of business, uh, of making this kind of impact. What was the point where you said, listen, I know I can go out and make a difference and, and, and be the difference? When did that come for you? Oh, it definitely didn't come when I was a kid. I really <laughs> I struggled a lot as a child and as a, as a young adult and a teenager and even in college and after college. I, I think that's why I feel so committed to being a, a stand-up authentic leader today in my adulthood because I honestly didn't have that much to look up to when I was growing up. You know, I had mentors that came a bit later in life, but I had kind of a, a dysfunctional home and a, a rocky childhood. And, and so it really wasn't until I went through some severe rock bottoms, actually, as a, as a young woman in my 20s and my early 30s, that really woke me up to there's, there's something really powerful that I'm here to do. And that I had learned by making a ton of mistakes, in fact, my power, because I don't think we, we become great unless we fail. And I you know, had some pretty epic failures. And that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really the turning point for me to, you know, 
know that I had, I didn't, you know, had it in me to even be an elite leader, someone that could change lives. You know, I had to really find worthiness within myself. And to be honest, most of my adult, young adult life, childhood, I suffered from low self-esteem, lots of bullying, um, some, some abuse, right? So it wasn't really until I became more mature that I realized, no, I have to do this inside job thing here first and really work on myself learn the lessons and apply them in a different way. Wow. There's so much in that right there, by the way. That's, that's so good. Like, but I think, I think first what I heard was to be great, you got to learn from your failures, right? And I think like that, that to me right there really nails it because um, we learn so much more from failures than, than our successes often. And, and the people that I know who are one percenters, they've all been hit like they've all failed pretty well and, and you being the illinoisan that you are um you know lincoln is one of those people that everybody always goes just like this guy failed all the time right like he was he was like the epitome of failure you look at what he was before he was ever the president and man this guy went for stuff and and big stuff not little stuff like he went for the big stuff and failed miserably like and yet he was this great person so he, all those learnings from those failures, right? That actually changed things for him. I just think it's uh, amazing. So I love that quote. So let's um let's go into a little bit of the show, right? Where we talk about winners find a way, right? I love the quote from McChesney and Sean Covey uh, of the Covey Group. Winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. And so that's critical. Winners, when shown the data that they are losing, now find a way to win. So this is to me a failure, right? We're failing and the scoreboard is clear. Uh, the writing's on the wall. Our PNL is clear. <laughs> like there's a lot of data that says, hey, we're not doing well, right? And so what do we do to change it in those moments? So let's talk a, a little bit about your background that kind of catapulted you. Give us a time, Jessica, when you were up against it, losing down, but not out. And you found a way to come back and win. Tell me about the time of that. Well, I think I, I have so many moments like that, Trent. I, you know, one of the most recent ones was, you know, at the top of COVID. Um, you know, I had, I had a choice as a business owner, small business owner here, you know, in America, watching my industry, specifically marketing, advertising, branding, PR, right? One of the most ancillary kind of industries for big companies get get cut first and I had to make a real choice if I was going to succumb to the noise and the fear or if I was going to be the exception to the rule and so what I did is I locked myself in my office this was the very beginning of lockdown and I just kind of broke it all apart I'm like I'm I'm going to figure out how to transform my business go virtual and more than anything serve people like how can I meet people right now where they where mm -hmm. they or people do not know right where they're happening. at. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. And they're going to need to get online. They're going to need to get online in a way that they never have before. And that's what I do. That is specifically what mm -hmm. I do. And because I'm not like Leo Burnett, yeah. right, with multi million dollar, like, you know, projects, I'm more of like I call myself yep. a fighter jet of Boeing's. I was able to really get nimble and crafty and, and really, really check myself. Like, I, 
I can man, you know, I, I meditate. I'm staring right now at my meditation altar. I go there every, every morning, at least I try to. And I had to center myself. And as hard as it was to show up in the highest vibration during a really dark time for my staff and to be a leader and to align them to the vision that I saw that I broke through in that weekend in my apartment, like coming up with all these crazy ideas. We launched an online course overnight, basically. We we disrupted our model to go all virtual and my team was terrified. They were all afraid they were gonna lose their jobs and they might, they, you know, the chance that was gonna happen. And so I think that that's a, a theme in my life that I can just look back and say at every single point where there was a moment of bottoming out or potential or actual bottoming out, to be frank, um, you gotta get your mind right. You got to take full on responsibility for yourself. You have to claim that no one's going to come save you. You got to save it. And that, mm -hmm. uh, that was a testament, I believe, to how far I've gone because I've definitely hit a lot of rock bottoms where that we thrived in 2020. We grew by 40%. And I was, I hired people. How about that? Yeah. Right. I gave people jobs. And so there you go. But that came from a lot of hard lessons where instead I fell victim and became overly emotional and got crazy about like the fear. And I, and I didn't, I, I held steady and, and showed up, but I managed myself. I had to, I had to meditate. I had to like journal. I had to cry. Like I had to do my own work outside of work so that I could show up, you know, fully present to my staff and lead them and rally them behind the new vision. I love that. And, and you and I both are in service-based businesses. You know, I'm a consultant, so I consult with a lot of leaders and, you know, I felt the same pinch, right? Like now this is coming down, COVID's hitting, all budgets are off, right? Well, you know, now, like, I love the fact, like, everybody needs you now, right? Like we all are going digital in a hurry. And, and this guy, right, especially I'm like going, oh my gosh, I'm so much better in person. I'm running all these rackets in my mind about, I don't know how to do digital. How will I do that? What does it look like? All these things. And we're, we're almost our own worst enemy, right? And, and for me, for now, we need leadership more than ever. And I'm thinking, well, who's going to pay us to really develop their leaders now with these budget cuts? And I was like, ooh, idea there's no travel and entertainment budgets anymore right like the t and e budget just like turn the spigot off like like yesterday so i'm working with brands that have five and six figure t and e t and e budgets that all of a sudden hey maybe we need to appropriate that to some leadership development some brand marketing like where can we reappropriate our funds to have maximum impact and so we got to get creative and, and sell that, that it's there, it's here for you, and it will serve you right now in this market since you are saving in this cost in the other way. So um, we had to get creative in the same way, right? So I really appreciate that. Um, and, and I do believe, let's talk a little bit real quickly about, it's scary, it's terrifying, and you're working on you. You've had, like you said, a, a lot of moments of terror, <laughs> risk, risk analysis, right? Like what's going to happen next? Um, I'd like to talk two-part question here for you. One is, is of your worst fears, how many times did they actually happen? And two, when you've been in that fear capacity before, what have you learned along the way to, to address that fear? 
So one of my biggest fears is rooted in something that actually happened, which I wrote about at the beginning of my book. I went completely broke. Like my business basically went under. I had $75,000 in debt and they were going to turn off my phone bill. And I had to call my employees at the time. Some of them, well, one of them was a brand new mom and the breadwinner of her family and tell them that they weren't going to get their paychecks because there was no money. So uh, that was traumatic to say the least. Uh, I had to ask my parents, 33, the shame, the, the, the guilt, the self-loathing was, you know, crippling. And so I think what's been kind of incredible and in, in <laughs> I learned so much from that experience, but it's sort of like that is my worst case scenario. Okay. So here I am running Simply Be Agency or a multi seven figure company. And there's an underlying fear that runs through me every day, trying if I'm going to be really vulnerable and honest, that is running away from ever that ever happening again. And so while I'm in a ton of, there is that sort of remnant of, of scarcity with, with a lot of things that I, you know, I think about, which is. Mm-hmm. I got to work on that. (laughs) But um, the truth is, okay, worst case scenario, that all happened. I didn't die. No one else did. I learned. I I leveraged those lessons. I I crawled my way out. I built this thing from nothing. And every single day, bit by bit, step by step, I created the next thing. And that's inside of me now. Mm. And so if that happens again, that's my worst case scenario. The lesson is I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I've got, yeah. you know, so that's, that's the less, I think that answered your question. It's two parts. It does. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's, it's so awesome. Right. Because so for our listeners know when I was introduced to Jessica originally, like I, I knew about the book and uh, a mutual friend of ours, I said, said, listen, get the book and read the forward, <laughs> like read the forward. You don't hear that every day. Like, Hey, read the forward. So I read the forward of B the book and I was in tears, right? Because I've been there. I've, I've been in that position. I'm 51 now, if I'm a little bit older, but um, I've been in that position where I was li- and I was in Chicago at the time. I literally called my dad in tears driving down, you know, I 94 into the loop figuring out how I was going to make payroll, how I was not going to lose everything I had and going what I must be. And, and you know, that self-talk in those moments is I must be the dumbest entrepreneur. I must be the, the, the is there a stupid, you know, uh, more unqualified business owner in the world than me right now? Like all the things that I thought, like, how did I get to this point? Where did I miss all the warning flags um, a lot of things going through my mind at that time. So I really appreciate that fear. Um, and, and I think as you say that, you sharing that experience today, I mean, with other people who can totally identify with that, um, I think it's so huge because, you know, someone asked me the other day about entrepreneurship, Jessica, they said, well, don't you tell everybody they should do it? I'm like, oh no, yeah. like I don't, I don't, I, I think, Right now, the media makes it look easy, like, oh, get a website, and you're going to make millions, and you're going to be the next unicorn. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you have any idea how hard this is going to be? And, and emotionally, physically, morally challenging, this might be on them. What's your thought on that? I'm so happy you said that, Trent, because entrepreneurship is hashtag 
has become a buzzword and a trend and this aspirational lifestyle and this like movement and this thing to do. And hey, I'm all for people like making their own way and like God bless America, right? We yes. But yes, it is not for the faint heart. And there is a glorification and a trendiness to this to the space because it's blown up. And like, I was, I started my first business in 2008 when I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant. I had never heard of that word, like, but I had created my own business. Yeah. Like, I guess that's what I was, yeah. right? They told me I was that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess that's what I do. But there is yeah. sacrifice. Like there's that saying, one of my favorite sayings is when you become an entrepreneur, you don't have to answer to anybody. You have to hand, instead answer to everybody. Like you're the tippy top and like, it all falls up to you. And, you know, I have a staff now of 16 people and I'm just going to tell you really, really real, real time situation. I have one of my best clients that um, we've been working with now for a year and I went to launch my book, you know, really focus on that over the last few months. And I put my staff on it and I trusted my staff. I have four people that were working on that account and they didn't, didn't deliver. And guess, guess whose reputation that is? Mine. Guess whose relationship that is? Mine. Guess who no longer gets the girls? My business, my livelihood, their paychecks, my stress, right? Like it's not that, that's where my mind goes. Like that's the, that is the risk and the enormity of, of what you put on the line every day. And I, I mean, I'm not saying this to brag and I'm certainly not saying this as an example of what it should look like. I don't ever stop working. I don't clock out ever. I work 24. Mm. I work seven days a week all day long. That's what you say. Yeah. Not pretty. Yeah. And I think that's one that's, 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 let's talk about that for a second because that's an interesting take right now. Because I tell a lot of people in our firm, right? Our clients like want to be in leadership. Careful what you wish for, <laughs> right? Like, like yeah. you want this. Every, everyone wants the title. We want the revenue, right? And, and, and really, we're not scared of the responsibility, but. It's, it's very different, Jessica, than let's say 25 years ago when I first became, you know, leadership and you are on 24-7, like tweet something at 1145, walking out of a dinner off the cuff of some article you read that just absolutely just pisses off half your clients that you said that like, oh, that might have been a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have said that like too late, like it's always out there. Someone's got a phone camera, what you're saying, how you're dressed. I, I took a tough beating one time uh, on, on wearing a pair of sweats <laughs> and a ripped shirt at one of my kids' hockey games. And I was like, oh my gosh, there was another executive there that said, we can't hire this guy. I've seen this guy. Like he's not a professional. Wow. And I was like, and I lost the work. So you talk about losing and what it takes. Like it is not for the fainted heart. So talk about that personal branding. I mean, 24 seven, talk about like what that means today to what that meant, you know, even, even 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's really quite amazing. So I often believe that, you know, my business had started 10 years ago. It would never have gone anywhere because personal branding has really evolved and has become far more of a, a buzzword and a true asset that people really truly understand now. However, that all being said, I think there is still a ton of mis misconception about it um, that, you know, you have to be, you know, a famous entrepreneur or in the pursuit of 
vanity for you to focus on your personal brand when really that couldn't be farther from the truth. Every single person, if you want to grow and succeed in your career, which I think includes everybody, you have to think about your personal brand. It is the product, it is the asset of you that is going to keep you adaptable and relevant and strategic for, throughout wherever you go, because everybody changes, not just as people, but in roles, mm -hmm. companies and industries and titles, but you will always be yes. you. And so investing in how you show up online and offline, right? To me, that's my method. That's what I talk about in the book for people to truly consider story and how they're integrating who they are being versus what they are doing. That's authenticity right there, right? And so clients at Simply the Agency are executive CEOs and entrepreneurial leaders of very large companies who understand that their personal brand is intrinsic to ensuring that their company brand and product brand lands and connects. And it's been an amazing, amazing ride because in many ways we're redefining it at Simply B. People are starting to connect the dots that it's not an act of vanity, but it's a necessity. And it's an, and it's an act of service when you do it well. And it's about, it's about being who you truly are. You know, like what you just said about you going to that game wearing what you were wearing and, you know, that client not hiring you. Well, that's not your client. That's yeah. your client anyway. You know, that wouldn't have been a fruitful relationship in the long run because you would have had to stuff yourself in a box, right? That's not how it should be. Um, but being authentic, you know, gets a very, very misconstrued. And I think that authenticity is not like, F you, this is me, deal with it, right? That's authenticity is being confident enough in yourself to meet people where they are and a place of, of love versus ego, to be frank. Yeah, I often associate uh, that authenticity with poise, like really knowing thyself, what you are and what you're not, and, and being poised in the confidence that this is who I am. And I'm not going to try to be somebody else because, by the way, I usually fail at that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be a great Jessica. I don't know how to do that. Like, Jessica is a great Jessica, right? I'm going to try to be a great Trent because that's who I am. And like, we're trying to step into roles that don't fit us. And it's, it's square peg, round hole. And it, to me, it's a lack of poise and a, and a lack of kind of inner self-awareness around that. So let's, let's talk about um, that one superpower, Jessica. What separates you? What separates you from everybody else that's kind of led you to this 1%? Winners Find Away show is brought to you by data-driven operations powered by Journeys. Journeys is a software solution that helps you create a winning formula for your organization. DDI powered by Journey helps you act as one, see as one, work as one, play as one, win as one. Are you looking for visibility, coachability, and productivity amongst your team? DDOps is your software. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more. No one's ever really asked me that, Trent. Um, mm. <laughs> let me think about that for a second. I think, I mean, I would say sure. my, my superpower. My superpower is my ability. And I really do own this to be a mirror, to cut through to someone and see what's inside of them that they cannot see for themselves. But more than that, a lot of leaders and coaches can do that. 
But what my magic is, is being able to articulate that, to be able to put that mm. into language and words and messaging, AKA your brand. That is mm. completely who you are and authentic at the same time. And so that's a, that's a gift that I, I, I just really, I, I see people and I understand how they need to communicate who they are more than they ever will. Um, and then I also, I also think too, what makes me different is um, I'm a zenial, right? So I'm 39 and I sort of sit like yeah. between the Gen and the millennials. So I'm young enough yeah. to like social media and like hip enough to, to play in that space, I think. And then older, nice. old enough relate to, you know, the, the older, you know, entrepreneurs, executives, people who are trying to truly navigate that world and be that bridge that can really make sense to that client and make people okay. feel extremely comfortable within that space without it feeling icky or, or, or awkward or gross. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, when you're talking about someone who has been down this road, who's, you know, I, I don't, so when I tell people about going back into the pain, right, the sacrifices, the challenge we've made, um, I don't want to relive it, but I want to revisit it, right? So what I'd like you to do is talk about someone who, if they, if they are in that space right now, what's what's your kind of go-to what do you recommend someone what works for you that you think is probably one of the most important things for someone like down but not out like where do you go back to you, you've talked a couple of times about being pretty far down like where you can you know we've talked about rock bottom which is always a firm foundation right? like what when you're down but not out what gets you moving back forward hmm. I, I, it really comes down to two very simple things. I, I go within, I go within, I think we're real overly stimulated in our society and just shutting down the devices, sitting down, closing your eyes. Meditation is a very powerful thing for me. I also journal. I like to take walks in nature. I like to be in sheer solitude to get quiet and to get clear because I'm able to then hear the mm -hmm. truth. I'm a very spiritual person. I haven't really talked much about that, but I'm mm -hmm. very, very attuned to source, God, angels, whatever you want to call that. But when I quiet myself down enough, I actually can hear them. And they, they speak, mm. speak truth. They speak peace. They speak clarity. And so that is a practice that I have really turned to in my hardest of moments. The second thing mm -hmm. I will say, how, you know, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk at once say, someone asked him like, what's the best piece of advice you'll ever give? And I was shocked what he said. He said, if you have two to three people in your life that you can depend on, call yourself blessed and that's all you truly need. Like hold yourself accountable to those people and keep, let them keep you in check. Mm. And, and I was like, that's coming from one of the most famous entrepreneurs in the world, like two to three people, that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so- uh, when you're down and out, wow. go to your, go to your tribe, talk to your mentor, talk to your coach, talk to your therapist, mm. talk to your partner, find, cry on the shoulder of your best friend. Um, let mm. them hold you, see you, push you, be honest with you. And if you can go within and then lean on those key people, 
um, relying on source, relying on those that love you, you can get through anything. That's so good. That's so good. Like I, what I hear when you say that is I hear that when people, when you go within and you go to that quiet place, right? Um, people think, think like the woods is a quiet place. When you get there, you actually realize in solitude, it's very loud, right? There's tree branches, there's wind blowing, there's birds, there's, what was that? Was that a bear? <laughs> like you, you start hearing things like, it's really loud out here. There's a lot of things, but do we stop and listen? Do we stop and listen to that higher power? Like, you know, a lot of people came to me as a kid, cause we have five kids, my wife and I, right? And people go, oh, five kids. There's that big gasp when I'm speaking, right? There's five. And everyone goes, oh, well, you know, parenting, there's no manual. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a book like 2000 years ago. It's really good. Like it's, it's, it's biblical. Like it's got all these great tips on a foundation of who we are and talking through actually how you might parent, right? Like, and how we should hold ourselves. And if you go back to that source and listen, you will hear it back to what you need to do. And I think that has been a huge grounding force for me in, in times of trouble. There is always a, a, there's always a center, right? That you can find and you can go back to it. And it's far beyond me. Right. And I, I like to be close to it, but it's just not all always in me. Right. But it's always there. And it's absolutely firm rock, firm foundation for sure. For me, that's so I appreciate that a lot, uh, Jessica. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about um, real quick. Let's go to uh, before we go to Q&A, I want to do a couple things. Um, one is. I want to talk a little shop on um, what do you think the one belief, value, or action that for, for people on their journey, uh, that when things get hard um, and they're on that road, like what's the one first belief or value or action that you would take when it gets tough? I really believe in the practice of building yourself up. Like you, you have to remember and really point to what makes you great. Like we, I think can get stuck in the loop of humility and self-criticism and it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's an active choice. It's an active choice, mental, mental game to remember who you really are and to decide I'm going to align to my highest version of myself. Like, yeah, I've had a lot of rock bottoms. I've also had a lot of major wins. You know, I've had a lot of people sending yeah. beautiful telling me how I've changed their lives. I've had, you know, staff members blossom under my roof because of my coaching. Like I've seen clients get, you know, top tier media hits because of us. And, you know, there's, there's lots of goodness, right. That, that we all create in the world that we often will forget because of the situation that sucks in front of us. And so it's an active practice to just remember those moments, like in the moment, because those moments don't define you any more than the negative, but it's a compilation of, of, of who you are and no, nothing, no matter how shitty the moment might be, can take away those moments of greatness. So you got to keep yourself fresh and accountable to remembering them. I have a lot of, I love it. And I have a lot of CEOs 
that have a kind of folder where they've put their their accolades or really letters of recommendation along the way and things that were really impactful to them or um, charitable awards, things that really mean something to their heart. And a couple of them have, this is their go-to. When things go bad, I go to my, to my success folder and, and I read what other people wrote and go, That's, I'm, I'm that person still. Yes. Like I'm still that person. I may not be winning today, but this is who I am internally in my heart and how I want to show up every time. And it may not be going for me the way I want it to go today, but I'm still that person. Like this is still me. And, and I'm telling you, it's a shot. It's a shot of adrenaline, right? <laughs> like to go like, yeah, look what these people said. This is so good. And I think everyone should have that folder, right? I do. I love that you said that. You, I, I have a thing called special for Jessica in my Gmail that I literally save all of the love letters and fan mail and like positive, you know, reflections from clients. It's like, you have, you gotta like keep a little sacred box of all the things that, you know, like medicine of moments where people really shined a, a mirror and a light at you. It's so, it's so, it's such a great hack. That's so good. Like, uh, so good recommendation for all. Let's, uh, we're going to go to Q&A in just a second, but I want to thank, first of all, Jessica, so much. I know our listeners will always see the value in our episodes. And of course, this one is no different. I enjoyed learning today about a, a couple different things. Like as we talk about, uh, you know, to, to be great, we have to fail. Um, our authenticity. We didn't even get into gravity yet, which we, we kind of talked about a little bit with you're on 24 seven and the gravity of, of, of those things that are happening right now. I love your outlook that what a wonderful time it is to live today where I don't hear that attitude every day, right? Most of the attitude every day is these are the worst of times, right? <laughs> and like, there was never a good time. Like, come on. So it's, it's a very interesting perspective of how bullish you are on this time right now because it is intriguing for sure and there's a lot of energy so um so much to learn from you we need only 17 more hours and we'd be right there i guess we'll have to pick up the book but let's uh let's go last thing it's time for the best way to win is there something you want to share with the uh listeners that we didn't touch on today maybe something else the best way to win in my experience, the best way to win is to come back to the root of, of why you do what you do. And if I believe you're aligned and authentic and on purpose, it has less to do with you and your own bottom line and your own vanity and ego and everything to do with being of service to other human beings. That, that is how you win. Like if you come from that place and you're genuine and you're consistent, you will grow, you'll grow. People feel that people refer that people buy that people follow that. And so it's, yeah. it's yes. that you either attune to or you don't. And once you, once you actually click into that, like that alignment, uh, the game typically changes. It's awesome. Love it. Say, tell them where they can find you, Jessica. They can find me at jessicaswag.com. My, uh, my Instagram is jessicaswag, LinkedIn, I'm jessicaswag. And if you wanna learn more about my personal branding company, you can go to simplybeagency.com. All right, and Winners Find Away Show, brought to you by Leadershipity, our firm and our brand. You can find us on YouTube Live. You can find 
either me or Leadershipity on all uh, all the social medias by at Leadershipity or at Trent M. Clark. So you can find us there. Website is leadershipity.com. And uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, hit the click, subscribe, join us. Uh, lots of great content we pump out. Um, and you'll see our podcast is going live next week. So we put, we pump out uh, this is a podcast about a month after our live show. And look for our upcoming ebook, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. Super excited about that. And please rate Winners Find a Way five stars. Last, let's finish up with our quote that's your go-to. Like, uh, what is your go-to quote that um, you find that kind of gets you back centered? Do you have a, a saying? Do you have a verse? Do you have anything that kind of always kind of, you, you journal a lot. So you probably got to have a lot of information like, ooh, when I read this, and you hit like on a ton of them, by the way, right? Like with some of the things that people have said and, uh, I, I love what you, Gary V, you know, talking about what he just said about how that forces in, like we are, we become two or three people and we have that genuine relationship with people. It's so important. If we have that, we've got everything. So talk about what's that um, saying or uh, go-to for you. Yeah, you can give me two. I'm easy. Anything you need, Jessica, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is um, the first line in my book which is, um, do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond once you have decided. And to me, that is just a, it is, an, it is a quote that I orient to, to everything I have ever done that has worked, that is successful, that is fulfilling. Um, success is a choice. It's not circumstances. It's not you know, luck. It's not hard work. It's a choice. Um, there's that. And then I also love the quote by Anais Nin that states, we do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And so when we do the inner work and the inside job of, of believing in ourselves, of loving ourselves, of thinking of ourselves as important and brilliant and necessary, uh, we actually see everyone else that way. And so that's, those are my two favorite quotes. I love it. So mine today, I'm going to go, because of the spiritual thing, I really thought about this with you this week, is that uh, I went to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the people of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And when I think of that, like, I just think it just immediately came to me because, you know, you're equipping people for good work. Like your authenticity is found in you serving others, right? And, and, and having those good works. And, and when we're not authentic, when we're not uh, in that right mindset, when it's not others focused and me focused, it's often not good work, right? Like it's really not. And it's certainly, there's nothing righteous about it right? Like there's, it's, it's, um, it's selfish. It's, it's from a place of where we really don't want to come from. Um, and, and, and that, that shows through in authenticity for sure. Uh, and, and I find a lot of leaders when we talk about, uh, being that authentic leader, it starts with being genuine and where is, and how does my heart show up in, in these things? So, 
I really thought of that verse for you today because I thought that remind me of you because that training, right? And I'm reading your book, so I'm being I'm being taught. I was rebuked twice already. Um, I'm being corrected all over the place of what I'm doing wrong, and uh, so it's just um, the training is always what I need, and uh, and there is that foundation. So uh, coming back to that. So Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. We're gonna stay with it and do a little Q&A real quick, but uh, thank you for coming on. I'm so blessed and thankful that you could join me. You're so welcome, I'm so blessed. Thank you for having me. I know I'm a different type of guest than you typically have, which is probably a really hopefully exciting thing for your audience. And this is a beautiful conversation. Yeah. I really, really peeled away a lot of layers and got really deep, like you said we would, and talked about a lot of really important things. So thank you for having me. Yeah, that's it. We're going to jump into the Q&A now. So if you want to get even deeper with Jessica, like, and you got a tough question, like, please ask it now. I, she's not afraid, right? Like, she's going to answer the tough stuff. She hit on a key, key element that, um, you know, we're not talking about sports and X's and O's. And, and we do that a lot on this show as, uh, as it pertains to both life, business, and, and sport. So we do enjoy that kind of uh, audience a lot. But let's talk about um, the first question I had for you, which was um, hopefully a, a good one, Jessica, which was let's some people want to know about the personal hologram. It's well, it's well documented. You've trained people all over the world. Like what's a personal hologram, right? <laughs> like, you know, people are thinking of some pretty well wicked stuff in their living room of like, Hey, what shows up? And like, I don't even have to be there anymore because my significant can just see me on the hologram. Like, what does it mean from a personal branding side? Can you talk that a little bit? Yeah. So I don't know for those who are watching, this is it. This is the hologram, right? It's a framework and trademark mm -hmm. framework that I, you know, built at my business simply be, and it's a tool that we use to get our clients crystal clear on their brand identity. So every platform needs, in my view, two really strong things, essential things, a brand message, a clarified brand identity, and a clarified brand strategy. You have those two things, and then you tactically execute against it. Branding is where it starts. So the hologram is intended to reconcile a problem. The problem is such branding as, a, as an industry to, to get branding right is an exercise in clarity. You have to know what a brand stands for, mm. feel it, want it, understand it, clear you've got to buy it within less than 15 seconds today. That's what the point of a brand is, is to create an instant emotional affinity and response. On the flip side, we're talking about people. People are anything but clear. People aren't meant to be understood in less than 15 seconds. People are in dynamic, complex creatures. So the hologram is intended to that problem by allowing the client or the reader to identify what are the crystal clear message points that they really, really want to own without sacrificing any depth or authenticity. And if you follow the hologram, it gets you there. It's one of the most teachable tools I've ever built. I've taught it all over the world to thousands of people across different workshops and corporations. And then every single one of my clients goes through it at the agency. And I put it in a book for 21 bucks for, for anybody and anybody to do. So um, I'm really excited about that tool. Yes, I'm getting thousands of dollars of ROI on that $21. So it's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's take, uh, yeah, so just, you know, the B book, buy it now. We all need to buy it now. Um, I've already got it. So uh, how did you, here's a question. How did you get developed by people in your life and other leaders, like in your family? Who, how did you get developed or, or from these various organizations that you worked for? 
Um, I would say that my development as like a professional slash, yeah, and a person really has come from, of course, my parents. Um, my dad is an entrepreneur, self-made man, um, you know, really taught me was the example of hard work and tenacity and coming from nothing and building, you know, a, a, a wealth of, of a livelihood. Like that was a, a true role model for me. I've had some tremendous mentors. Um, one of my mentors is a man named Tony Hunter, who is the former CEO of the Chicago Tribune. I uh, brought that company through Bank of the Public. Like he is my hero professionally, taught me a lot of things that I practice today. Uh, I've done a lot of personal work, you know, to be frank, coaches, healers, therapists. Um, I've gone into mastermind retreats. I've immersed myself in, you know, a lot of consciousness work. And I think that it's been the business and the spiritual that have really um, molded, molded me. And, and I'm never done. Like I read books, I listen to talks, I, I study the art of leadership um, in all of its forms so that I can, you know, show up the way that I do. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, as people know, if they don't know, like the average CEO reads 50 books a year, right? That's almost one a week, <laughs> right? Like, like, it's not, it, it's funny when I talk about people who want to go to leadership, like um, it's very similar to, to pro sports that you work really hard to get to that top level. Like let's say if major league baseball is the C-suite, right? And then you think like, oh, I've made it. I can finally let my shoulders down and relax. Like, oh no, no, no. Like it's twice as hard to stay. It turns out because like, everyone wants your job, right? Like you've got all the big money, you get the role of responsibility, you got the title, you got the lifestyle, like everybody wants it. So it's really hard to stay. And, and that's when the work and the education. So I tell people, if they're not a lifelong learner, I don't know if leadership is for you. Amen. What's your thought on that? <laughs> I all right. Go ahead. Good. I have another good question. Uh, when you look in the mirror, because you're good at holding up mirrors, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's funny when you said that. I picture like you walking like into someplace, just like mirrors all over. Like, oh my gosh, I, I just want to look at you. I don't want to keep looking back at me. I'm a mess. You look all polished and great. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a train wreck over here, right? Um, so when you when you look in the mirror of something that you see, that what is what is something? you see that everyone might not have taken a look in the mirror on at themselves. Are you talking about my, myself or for one per any person? For any person, what is something that you see? Do mm -hmm. you see it on your yeah. journey? And you've and maybe you discovered it later, maybe you discovered it earlier. What is one thing in that mirror that you see now that everyone might not have taken a look in the mirror on, like they're unwilling to look at it or they're not noticing it. What is something that we have to do? Sure, so I mean, the first chapter of my book, I'll just keep referring to it, is embrace, is, the chapter is titled, Embrace Your Shit. Can I swear on your show? Um, <laughs> yeah, right, sure. called Embrace Your Shit. And then it, it's really about holding up a mirror to all of the things that we think we need to hide. And, and so my answer to that mm. is, you know, we've, we all have this unique DNA, this unique journey, this, these unique life experiences, the collection of the way we were raised to our schooling, to our, to our failures, to our work experience, to our friend groups, to our siblings, to our neighborhood, like 
we all have these absolute one of a kind life stories. None, no one is us. That is such a phenomenal thing to think about. And so when you really mm. like look at what you have learned along the way of that, that is called a diamond, a rare and special diamond called your unique value. What you're here to teach other people, what you're here to give, what you're here to help serve based on your mm. own journey. And people forget that. People undermine that. People for completely don't cons consider that. And then they're like, well, who am I? And that's where the imposter syndrome comes from. That's where the fear and unhappiness mm. comes. From. They forget that they have something undeniably unique that's no undoubtedly going to help other people. That's that's my answer to that question. I think we we look in the mute, we really remember that. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, you know, when you think and I look at the mirror and I and I own my own my crap, <laughs> as you say, right? Like, um, you know, there's a lot, by the way, there. And I would say I never noticed the crown, right? Because in my world, spiritually, right, we are princes and princesses, right? Like it's Princess Jessica for me. There was she was made unique in her own way, and she's special and an absolute princess, right? In this greater scheme of it all. And so if I'm a prince, I can tell you I notice my crap, but I don't notice my crown. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. It's beautiful. It's it's why honestly I do what I do, you know, so people can remember that. That's awesome. I mean if you can show people that it exists under any circumstance, by the way, good and bad, right? You just said this is if you're gonna be great you get great through your failure. So I'm gonna end with this last question. How do we learn from all these failures? Why are failures absolutely necessary on our way to success? Tell me what you think about that. Yes, 100%. And I'll say this to you, cause you, you're, you know, you're an athlete and in sports, um, there is no winning or losing. There's winning and learning. And so failure sucks mm. in the moment, but welcome it. Know that you're, if you're not getting darted at or hitting a rock bottom, then you're not playing big. Like you're, you're sitting on the sidelines perhaps. And mm. so failure is it, I saw a, a beautiful quote. In fact, just yesterday on Instagram, I will pull it up real quick because it, it really touched my soul. And I feel like, this is, um, speak to this. It's a little bit different, but it said, mm -hmm. if you are hurting or grieving right now, remember every ounce of pain you feel is merely a reflection of the magnitude at which you loved. So if you mm. fail and it freaking kicks your butt and it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to you, that means that you really cared and you really tried and you really went for it. You played big, you risked. And that's what life is all about. So when I come back to your pain of reading your forward of the day you faced bankruptcy, um, that pain, wow, horribly significant, right? It was still, is it chronic? Because to me, it feels acute. Like it, it hurt really bad then. And, and I mean, you know, 
gouging in, right? Like I am in your side and just, you know, you're just, this is brutal, but it's not chronic pain. You played big and you felt some acute pain, but I don't, I don't see it as chronic pain. I see chronic pain as regret. Yeah. Chronic. You see it the same? Yeah. Chronic pain is not doing the thing. Acute pain. I love that. I'm going to steal that. That's a really beautiful frame. I think like when I hear you talk about it, I mean, you've opened your life up to that pain, right? And again, <laughs> you don't relive it. You go review it. But that's the difference. You don't need to relive it. You know what it was. And if you relive it every day, that's the chronic pain. And, and regret is what we relive every day, right? We regret. And so we want to relive that regret and, and, and add that pain. So I... I don't think that could be framed well enough for people like play big, play big because yeah, you, 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 you get hurt a little bit, like, but you are all in and, and you will know that you're living and you, you are alive and that pain, while maybe significant will ultimately likely be acute. It will not add to chronic pain in your life. It's going to be short term, not long term. Absolutely. Beautiful. Story. And the gains, I mean, come on, you know, the upside. And, and I think this is the challenge of people that, that this is always the challenge in my world is people see Jessica Zweig today and go, wow, she's a superstar. She's never had a challenge in her life. She's on cloud nine. Look where she lives and she's got a great place. She's got a book and she's, 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 she's right. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Resiliency, sacrifice, the things it took along the way is no joke, right? Absolutely, Trent, you, you named it. It's, thank, you for, thank you for saying that. Yeah, so, uh, so, so thankful that you could be on today. We're gonna end in that, like, hey, if you wanna be great, start failing faster, actually, <laughs> you know, and play it big. I love that advice, play it big. So thank you so much for being on with us today. Really excited you could join us. Thank you, Jessica, for, for her patience and being on all day with us. And uh, for all of you joined, thank you for joining us today and tune in next Friday. Thank you for joining us for another Winners Find A Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark. If you love this episode, share this episode with your friends and follow us on whatever podcasting medium you're listening to. If you want more content from us, join us at leadershipity.com or the Leadershipity YouTube channel. You can find us on all the social media networks at either Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. For our award-winning workshop, Win With Great Teams, you can find that page on LinkedIn as well as our corporate page, Leadershipity. If you want to win more it starts with you today. Say it with me now. I have what it takes. <laughs>